Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How is everybody doing? I am one of your co-hosts, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, we'd like to welcome you back to Down for the Count. So this week, we're going to recap last week's episodes of Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW, as well as SmackDown. And then we're going to move into some wrestling news. Last week was a very rough week for all of us. But at the same time, we're going to push forward, keep positivity moving, and keep on spreading the real word and information, as well as give you guys our great and funny commentary on wrestling and how we feel about it, because that's what this show's about. It's about us. It's not about you. It's about us. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. I low-key don't remember Raw, honestly. This Me neither. No, so we're just going to This song happened? On Raw? I feel like oh, I like something on Raw. United States Championship. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have to talk about that. That's important. I knew something was going to happen. Apollo Crews won the United States Championship. So, Finally. Yes. Okay, good night. Thank you. <laughs> Apollo Crews won the United States Championship on Monday Night Raw, and I was so happy for him. I was so happy. Boy. And he looked happy, and I was very proud. I was so excited because I love Apollo Crews and I give him shit sometimes, but I love him so much. And <laughs> I'm very proud of him because he, because that's what I think my one thing is. I was like, I really want him to do some more character development, like work on his character and his mic skills. And he did. And he yes, he's still like, I, he's not a happy go lucky guy, but he's very positive, but he's positive with motive and he's still very aggressive and very you take him seriously like he yes he's like a nice good guy but you take him seriously in a ring I agree I really like I'm so proud of him this is his first championship um and then I think he's also gonna start doing open challenges he has an open challenge on Monday Mm mm-hmm Alexis, I'm happy for him because he finally got a belt. Very happy, and I hope they give it to him for a while because I was I was really starting to get bored with Andrade because Andrade wasn't <laughs> really doing anything. But um, congratulations to Apollo. Good job. Now Nia Jax was in a match for the number one contendership to go up against Oscar at Backlash. Okay, hey, she was. I have a question. I'm sorry, sure. I don't mean to interrupt, but why the fuck was Charlotte there, and why was she not on NXT, where you know she's the fucking women's champion? <laughs> she was there too, unfortunately. Yeah, she worked all three I, brands. Why mm-hmm. are you fucking here? Oh, I don't know, darling. They have her work in all three brands of all the superstars. She's the only one that works all three brands all day, all week. She's the only one who shows up to every single brand. Whether it's a talking segment or a match, she's there. And she's been doing that since she won the NXT Championship. 
and she's been working through the pandemic. Out of every superstar, she's worked the hardest. Still, though, I mean, why? Why was she there? She's Phoenix. I get she's busting her ass. I get it. Okay? Mm -hmm. I really do. I just, I'm sick of her because she's she's NXT Women's Champion, but the only time we see her on NXT is when she's cutting a promo. She doesn't wrestle on NXT, and, like, I'm going to speak up for some people, but, like, honestly, it's pissing a lot of people off because they're just like, she's never on NXT, but meanwhile, she's on Raw, a match. For a shot at the women's title, that just that don't that don't sit right with me. But do you get what I'm saying though? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, okay, no, I get it. Um, as far as Charlotte being in that match, I thought that was odd too. I just I didn't understand the placement of her being there. I feel like they could have used Bianca for the last couple of weeks and then put Bianca in that match. Seeing as how nobody else is working through the pandemic but Bianca, or you could have used Ruby. Since Ruby's there, she's a vet. You could have gave her that opportunity. Lives back there. Anybody over Charlotte, seeing as how nobody else has a title, and she already has one. I guess Charlotte brings in some ratings, but she's not bringing in that many ratings. So I don't understand. I didn't understand her placement in the match. Now, her work in NXT, however they choose to use her on that brand, it's up to them. She's their champion for the women, and I'm fine with that. But there were times where Rhea didn't wrestle and Shayna didn't wrestle, and people were okay with that. But they weren't on every single show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I don't have a problem with them using her that way on their show because she's their champion. What I have an issue with is you utilizing Charlotte as some type of ratings grabber on either show, trying to boost boost storylines and shit like that when the people who are in the storylines are the ones who need to be boosting their storylines, period. That's the end of that. There's nobody helping Charlotte, Rio, EO, Shirai, and Rhea Ripley's storylines. Nobody's doing anything with that. They have to have their own storylines going. Like, nobody's in there, you know, stoking the fires of their rivalry. It is what it is. So, Charlotte needs to keep her ass on her show. She's already a champion of NXT. I don't understand why she's working all three brands. It is very much overkill. And that was the problem before Charlotte became champion in NXT. That was the issue, was that she was being overused and people were tired of seeing her. And we thought, okay, she's going to go to NXT and feud with these girls for a little while. But, bitch, that's not what's happening. <laughs> she, She's everywhere now, even on shows that she's not even drafted to. So... As far as I'm concerned, she did not have to be in that match. They could have picked any other woman that was widely available on the Raw roster at the time. They choked. They could have put Shayna in that match. What's Shayna doing? Nothing. She's not doing anything. Her and Asuka do have a small budding rivalry. They were fighting right before they did Money in the Bank. 
Why didn't you put Shayna in that match? You could have had Shayna and Nia going at it with Natalia. You already know Natty and Shayna already have an issue. That would have worked better than you putting Charlotte in there. It just didn't fit. She didn't fit because she's not a part of Raw in that capacity. So you could have changed that all around. And I just wish they would have just... I wish they would have just focused on the people who are on Raw, who are working through the pandemic, who need the, the Monday Night Raw exposure and paycheck. You've got superstars back there. Use them. Stop being so worried about ratings because, to be honest, right now, your ratings going to be in the toilet anyway. They just are. Fans aren't going to go. to. They can't go to the show. They're pissed about that. You know, people, some people won't watch wrestling without the crowd. So you lose those fans. So I, you need to be focusing on making better content. And then what you do in turn is slowly bring people back because they want to see what the fuck is going on. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I don't, I, so... I was talking to a color couple other people about it. Um, I it this seems like a very last hurrah for Charlotte. Um, I don't think we're gonna have her around for much longer. Like she's gonna be completely gone, gone. Yeah, oh, I think she's gonna be gone because they had to literally convince her tooth and nail to even sign this past contract. Well, I have an idea. Yeah, maybe if, you know, they didn't work her ass as much as they did, maybe she wouldn't get burnt out or, you know, already be a freaking, what, 11? But also, I think people need to realize, like, Charlotte is also 36. No way. Yeah. Um, She's the oldest out of all of them. She, uh-huh. Yes, she hasn't been wrestling for as long as a lot of them. The other one has, but she's been a student athlete, and she's been an athlete her entire life. Her body is banged up. She doesn't want to do this for forever. She's not her father. Mm-hmm. So, I can, and I don't, and I also, especially since she has really good relationship, I can see her wanting to start a family pretty soon. Especially since, no offense, she's at a certain age. And for us ladies, the longer you wait, once you get up there a little bit, the more complications you can potentially have. Yeah. Um, Especially her, someone who's done so much with their body. So I really do think that this is like, she's just getting like a couple really like obnoxious quote unquote good runs and I think she's gonna be done. Mm. Wow. I just need her I don't know man, but just they... I like Charlotte. I just think WWE is, is using her too much. Yeah. And this <laughs> is more so with the higher ups than what she's doing within herself. Which Correct. has been an b- issue for Charlotte for a large portion of her career. They're using like utilizing the fact that she's a flair too much, and I just I just want 
and just want Charlotte to be able to, to not fade away, but to be able to, to take a break and not always be the, the girl where everything has to go through her. Like, some of these other girls can carry that weight. Like, Becky proved that you don't have to be a flair to be great. She outshined her and out and just completely leapfrogged her. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to just wait. You don't. You can carry that weight. Just let them do it. Stop trying to, you know, be so damn protective if that's what you want to say, or be so fucking scared. Like you've got to start investing in other girls if you're going to make your women's roster something to rival. And at one point, they were. You have the best talent in the world. And you're you're squandering it. It just is sad. And it's no shade to Charlotte because I like Charlotte. I have no issues with her. I think Charlotte's a great heel when she needs to be. She can be a good face when she needs to be. I don't have no problems with her. But... It's, I don't want to see Charlotte every single week of every single show. And I don't get the opportunity to see the Biancas, the Shaynas, the Rubies. You don't get to see any of those girls back there. They're regaled to main event. And that's not fair. Because you could have easily slid somebody else in that slot. But instead, you rested on Charlotte. That's the same thing they was doing when Roman was there. You was resting on Roman. You was you resting on Seth Rollins. You cooled off on that because you saw that shit wasn't working. You better start wising up with Charlotte, too. I'm, over, I'm just over her. Like, why am... Like, here's the sad thing. I have seen... Charlotte Flair on my TV more than I have Ruby 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 Riot after they built her up coming back from a huge injury and surgery and I've only seen her once on Raw and that was to lose to Charlotte. I'm 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 done with her. I'm I'm just I'm burnt out and I'm sick of her. And this has nothing to do with her as a person, but Jesus Christ, enough's enough. <laughs> well, Bobby Lashley was with MVP. And um, Drew McIntyre had a match. MVP went out there to watch with Bobby Lashley. MVP got kicked in the face. Bobby Lashley and MVP walked away. That's pretty much how it There's nothing really to explain about that. Bobby Lashley's the next contender for the WWE Championship. I don't expect him to win it. If he does, I'll be highly pissed. I'm telling you now, I will be pissed off. I don't think that he's going to win it right away because I think they want to give Drew a nice run. But it is kind of nice seeing like, Bobby Lashley like becoming like the Bobby Lashley we knew back in the day when he was just like, you know, that's what freaks that like this just concerns me because a lot of people don't realize like Bobby Lashley when he was first brought in he was a beast like he would go through everybody and anybody like he go through your mama. To get the spear your ass. Like he he gave zero fucks. 
And then when he came back, they did this joke feud with Lana and Rusev. And now Rusev's gone, and all we have left is Lana. And I'm just like, can you just get him away from her and make him, like, the fucking powerhouse that he was in both WWE and Impact at one point? Because this is sad and pathetic. And if I hear that bitch screaming one more time on my TV, I'm going to just reach through and rip out her fucking vocal cords. I don't know who has the most more annoying scream, her or Vicky Guerrero. Oh, Vicky Guerrero, hands down. Vicky's worst, because I forgot. As soon as she started hollering on AEW this week, I muted that shit right, right then and there. I said, oh, they had her on AEW hollering? Yeah. Okay. That was pretty much Monday Night Raw. There was a there was a good show. I was entertained with it. They um the Iconics did come out and speak to Alexa Bliss. They had that thing going. It was a good show. And they also incorporated the NXT and people who work at the Performance Center into the crowds this week. They were standing up. They did not sit down. And from what I heard. It was 10 hours straight. They were standing up like that. They had no seats. All right. So they did have a crowd. It was just, it was the NXT guys um, from the Performance Center. So they had that, which kind of added to the show a little bit. You got to get used to that again, because it's been a while since they've had a crowd. And it was a little strange at first, but you, you get used to it. Um so we're going to move on to SmackDown. Well, we'll move into NXT, and then you guys can do AEW if you want, because I personally didn't watch AEW, but we can talk about it if you did. So on SmackDown, SmackDown was was um, was hyphy. Um, apparently, SmackDown opens up with a card rammed into a pole, an open bottle of whiskey, Elias is on the ground, writhing in pain, and Jeff Hardy's getting arrested. Now, um, given the events of what has happened for the last couple of days, it was a little strange to see that. So we looked, I looked at the show, and I was like, wait a minute now, I have to tell my husband to rewind it. I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, okay, so they went with the drunk driver angle. Now, the way this is set up, they're alleging that Jeff Hardy basically is back on the wagon and he was driving, smashed to a pole, Elias got hurt, and he pretty much got arrested for that alone. Now, this messed up the Intercontinental Tournament that they were having, which they all were arguing about, so they decided to have a battle royal to determine who would go up against Daniel Bryan at the end of the night to compete in the finals against AJ Styles, who did not want to compete and felt like he didn't need to, seeing as how his opponent was out and done. So because of that, they let AJ Styles advance, and they had Daniel Bryan, who decided he wanted to compete. Now, that happened at the end of the show. The New Day went up with, went out with Alexa Bliss and was talking with them, and that's when Sasha and Bailey came out and were talking. An impromptu match was made by Bailey, telling Bliss she could be her anytime, anywhere. 
and promising match was done. Sasha and Bay and Bliss had a match. Sasha picked up the win. Of course. Um, I don't remember what happened on SmackDown between that time, but I did get to see the end where Jeff Hardy came in and attacked Sheamus because he did win the Battle Royal. He beat uh, I don't know which Uso is injured and which Uso isn't, but one of the one half of the Usos was in the Battle Royal and he was one of the last people to survive the Battle Royal. But Sheamus ended up picking up the win. Um, you had something with Cesaro and Chad Gable. Chad Gable beat Cesaro. I do remember that. Um, for the most part, the show was very chaotic because it's the way of it started. And it ended with Jeff Hardy coming back and beating the hell out of Sheamus in the middle of the ring. And that's what we got. So, plus you got that Mandy Rose and Otis thing. I don't, I don't remember what happened with them. I forgot about Lacey Evans and Sonya having a match. I didn't see that match, so I have no idea who won. Do either of you know who won between Lacey Evans and Sonya? It was a count out. So they really? Just kept, they just kept beating the shit out of each other on the outside. Hmm. Interesting. So, that was SmackDown. Um, I'll get into NXT later, but do you guys have anything to add about AEW? Don't have fucking Vicky Guerrero screaming every five fucking seconds. You know how quickly that took me out? Like, why okay. was she there? Because she works for him now or something. I don't know. But, like, she was there at the last pay-per-view they had. And the camera was, like, always on her. And there's two things I was thinking about. And, like, the camera was always on Vicky Guerrero. And people were always trying to pick fights with Big Swole. Like, what the fuck? But, like, Vicky's out there screaming, yelling. Anytime, like, the heels lost, she would, like, pout. And I... I swear to God, I could only make it through the first five minutes of the first match in AEW because that fucking bitch would not stop screaming. I had to turn my TV off because I was getting a fucking migraine. Like, it got to the point my poor cat got was just running for her dear life trying to get away from that sound. I was just like, okay, I'm not torturing myself and I'm not torturing my cat. Like, we're going to change the channel or just, we're actually just going to turn this off. I'm not in the mood right now. But it was bad. Like, she's just yelling and screaming. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Like, God damn, did Eddie have to put up with this? Like, shit. Wow. I wasn't in a good mood on Wednesday either. So that probably didn't help much. But, like, if I hear Vicky Guerrero screaming over the announcers and the play-by-play guys, you know it's like a fucking problem. And I'm like, can they lower her? Oh, she doesn't have a microphone. That's just her. Yeah, I'm not sitting through two hours of this. Nope. Turned, I turned off my TV. Wow. Nicole, did you watch AEW? I did. Um, I watched it the same time as NXT, so that's why it's like kind of like 
I don't process it all the way. But sometimes, um, from what I remember that, ooh, Excuse I'm like, me. sorry. So it kind of, obviously, FTR showed up. Um, not surprised, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, good for them, though. Um, glad it's also FTR. Um, I mean, it was a good enough show, I but it wasn't, like, again, like, I was watching NXT at the same time. But um, the last part was just, like, a mess. With, like, Mike Tyson coming out. It, it was just, and, like, some other, like, boxer motherfucker. I, I don't, it was just a mess. And it was just, it was such a mess and entertaining for all of the wrong reasons. Oh, my God. That was horrible. Like, Tyson was trying to tear his shirt, and his shirt wouldn't tear all the way. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I'm like, why is he here? I'm like, who, who cares about Mike Tyson in 2020? True. Um, I forgot to talk about Jericho with this whole Black Lives Matter thing, too. Um, I I'm not surprised. I really don't care. He just got to put. I mean, I figured he what he wasn't shit as soon as he had um Junior on his podcast. Who's Junior? Trump Junior. Oh, uh, fuck that. Fuck him. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I'm not surprised by any of that. I, well, all lives okay. matter. Also, people, please don't ever don't say all lives matter. Um, I'm the, and I'm usually pretty cool, but that's I'm very triggered by that right now. That is the worst, especially right now. Don't ever. Um, if I see a comment or someone puts that under a comment or I say that, I will not get. I will get you together and probably not the nicest way possible anymore. Just well, so you know. I I found the, because I think it was A-list Dreams, where they go again, posted, no, it, it was just like, A-list Dreams posted it, and, you know, like, I've been a huge fan of Jericho, and there was always rumors that he was a Trump supporter, and I was like, okay, and then that just kind of proved it now with the fucking, having Trump Jr. on his show, and then when he put, and someone put, you know, all, he's had some stupid-ass posts on fucking Instagram. And then, um, you know, it was like, you know, I don't even want to give him the satisfaction of tell, telling people what it fucking said. But, like, people were just, like, the shocking amount of people who were, like, kissing his ass. And they're like, oh, you're so right, blah, blah, blah. But people were calling him out on his shit. And they're not going to sit there and be like, okay, we're not going to, we're not putting up with this. And uh, someone goes, Black Lives Matter. He writes back, All Lives Matter. The Black Lives Matter, at the point when I when I did my thing, only had 45 likes. Jericho's All Lives Matter had over 300. So that really pissed me off because I've been a big Jericho fan from the, from the jump. Like the first time I saw him in WCW. So we're talking about... 20 some odd years of being a fan of somebody i don't even have friendships that are that long like think about that and like just and then i broke back um i got really mad because i'm like fuck this 
And I wrote back and I said, well, your career mattered once, too. So, still not blocked by him yet, though. Still waiting for that to happen. I'm shocked I'm I'm not um, blocked by TJP right now. (laughs) No one cares about TJP. Well, he did. You know how he's always being fucking him. And he just did these overly, really long, just really shitty posts. And and then he turned the comments off on it. So I retweeted it and I was... I be, I just said I I'm just shocked you had the time to type all of this out because you know usually you're just hanging out in a bunch of underage girls DMs so kudos to him for finding the time to do that today. Is that so, nothing else? So I don't mean to cut you guys off, but I know that you guys are um, aware of CZW and GCW. And a CZW legend died today. His name is Danny Havoc. Yeah. I'm try- I was trying to, he died. obviously, we were on, yeah, we were on a call, so I didn't get to research, like, what happened, but that did pop up. His cause of death hasn't been revealed yet, but his wife died in April, just a month or so ago, um, of heart failure. And he passed away today. So damn. Well, you know what they say that if you are really in love with your spouse, then you know once they go, you're not too far behind. Yeah, it is possible to yeah. die from a broken heart. Yeah. Uh, it's very um, so, unfortunate, but um, obviously our thoughts or prayers are with his family. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mean to cut you guys off, but I saw it and I just wanted to make sure you knew. It's he's my age, man. It's just like my heart goes out to his family because we didn't we can't handle any more bad news today. Like the bad news for twenty twenty has officially been done and it's only now officially June first. So like we're done. We're done with all the bad, bad fucking news. And all the bad fucking shit. Like, 2020 can go fuck itself, like, sideways with a rusty fucking crowbar. Oh, jeez. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> when it comes 2021, I'm going to be the drunkest bitch at the party just happy because this shit year is over. Hey, fact, New Year's Eve is going to be lit because I just can't wait for this to be done. You ain't lying. You are not lying. But, okay, so did anything worth talking about at least happen with AEW besides Tyson and Vicky Guerrero? Did anything else happen with AEW that you should Britt mention? Britt Baker. Britt fucking Baker. She is going to be my first AEW merch um, that I purchased. Really? She has really, really put in the work with this character. This bitch came out. I can't. I don't remember. I don't even know who had who pushed her out. But she had someone literally push her out in a wheelchair, and she had the wheelchair decorated to say "role model," and it had like. Hey, 
Okay, thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for the people. Well, sometimes sometimes <laughs> anyway so make sure you guys stick with us at down for the count and we're going to continue on with our show like this feather boa around it and it was just fucking hilarious and then she always tells she always gets tony siobhan together so she got him together along with um literally doing like this old school like presentation on why she's better excuse me why she's better than all the women in the roster and it was just it was just so good and i and then i was like she i think she's only going to be out for a few more weeks oh so that's good but i was just like so it wasn't as bad as we thought no, so I was already into her character a lot, and this, like, really solidified it. So kudos to her for not only improving um, in her in-ring work, but also her character and her mic work. I think this character for her is really is going amazingly, especially for me to be praising it so much, because I used to give Britt a lot of shit. <laughs> but um, she's improved a lot, and I was like... And also the shirt, not the sh- necessarily the shirt that Brent had on, but the girl that was pushing her. I'll send you guys a picture of it. I thought it was so cute, and I was like, okay, I got to get this. I was like, and I knew she probably was going to be one of the first people I got merch from because she's, like, one of the few people I've really been, like, connecting with and feeling, and then that cemented it. I'm like, I'm about to get this girl's, one of this girl's shirts. <laughs> Well, I'm glad Britt gave you something to enjoy about AEW. I'm kind of sad that that's all you guys enjoyed. No, it wasn't a bad show. It was it was good, but that was just, like, what stood out to me, if that makes sense. Like, it was not like it was, like, horrible. It was a, it was a solid show, but that's just, like, what that and, like, FTR and that. The only really bad thing was, like, that whole, just, like, the whole ending of, the Tyson thing? Yeah, like, that That was just, like, eh. But everything else was cool. So, I just want, before we move on from that, like, how did FTR show up? Because I was confused as to why they showed up and where they showed up. Because nobody explained that to me. And I didn't have a chance to watch it, because I was really, really into NXT. So, can somebody tell me what happened with them? There's, like, some tag team battle royal bullshit going on, and then, like, you're, like, basically, it's like, oh, Revival's here, and then, like, I <laughs> guess C3 came with them, and now he's what? their manager. Like, he was doing some sort of fucking video for for the Revival. For he wasn't AEW. there, though. He wasn't there? No. And it goes to show you I really didn't care. But, um... <laughs> no, they just 
they just showed up and started beating the shit out of everybody. And I was like, okay, Revival's here. And then, like, a couple days later, I saw, like, some sort of promo that EC3 was cutting that he was, like, pumping up the Revival. I'm like, so is he the Revival's manager now? So, I don't know. I was just like, Eddie, Vicky Guerrero was screaming too much for me to even enjoy watching it in playbacks. Oh, wow. Well, I just wanted to know how they showed up. So they just pretty much came so, in. So, no, how they showed up. So the Young Bucks had, they had a match with Private Party, but one the, um, I forgot which one. One of the members of Private Party um, got injured. Okay. So Matt got kind of pissed and was just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, at the Young Bucks, pretty much. And he helped, like, he helped um, help them in a back. And they were already, and then the Young Bucks were already kind of, like, going at it with Butcher and a Blade during the, uh, before, during the match and kind of before anyways. They were kind of antagonizing them. Yeah. So they jumped in the ring, start, they jumped in a ring, jumped them, and then FTR showed up and saved the Bucks, basically. Oh, so their faces now. Sort of. Well, their faces in that company. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. But um, I wish they would have attacked the Young Bucks instead of helping them out, but it's whatever. <laughs> well, whatever works. I mean, I, everybody was very, very excited about it, and I just was like, well, I wonder how they brought them in, because I thought they were going to bring them in as heels, personally. But, okay, if it works. Um, Moving into NXT. NXT was fun. I liked watching NXT this week. I thought it was fun. The best thing about NXT was that um, that, um, that cage match they made. It was so much fun to watch. It was just, it was it was everything. I don't remember what exactly they called it. But it was something. I liked the structure and I liked the match. I thought it was really cool. Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley teamed up with um teamed up together to go up against Charlotte and Chelsea Green. Now get the f- out. Get yeah. the f- out. I'd be yeah. grabbing her by the back of her hair and be like, get the fuck out out like give me your belt don't go here piss off like well, that's how mad like reality when I first saw it I was like Chelsea like of all the people you could have picked you picked Chelsea you know like and it's no shade to Chelsea I just want to make that clear but it was just like why Chelsea? You could have picked anybody. Why did you pick Chelsea? But from Chelsea did pretty decent. What I saw, she kept up with them. She was doing great. I didn't get to see the ending, but they tell me she won. Um, Charlotte beat, rolled up EO and um, used the ropes to beat her. Um, before that, Johnny Gargano came out there with Candice. <laughs> and um, they had a, you know, Gargano Invitational with some no-name 
It was a very short-lived match. Um, Mia Yim and Keith Lee then turned the tables on the Garganos. And um, Mia Yim read Candice's ass, got her ass together right quick. And they basically just was like, we're going to fight this out. Now, next week, this week coming... Candace is supposed to go up against me and him. You know their guys are going to be in their respective corners. It's probably going to lead to a match, a house, a in your a match at in your house. I just like the segment between Candace and Johnny and Keith and Mia. I just thought it was cute and it was funny. And I was like, Mia got her ass together because she don't know how to tone her hair. Her hair is a mess. It's a mess. I just so want to say. Get you a man like Keith Lee, man, because I love it when he's on my TV. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. He's <laughs> looking man. Like, okay, yeah, I get it. I'm married, but I, I can look, but I just can't touch. And he is a very good, he's a very good looking guy. He is. He just seems like, like a good, and I don't even like cuddling because I like my soccer. personal space. But you just want to, like, have him hold you. Right. And tell you everything's going to be okay. You just know it because he holding you. Like, oh, all is right with the world. Yeah. I'm just going to lay here for a while. Like, <laughs> exactly. You know, that, was, that would literally be all I, I would do. Like, you know, yeah. we'll take out again. <laughs> so, like yeah. I said... Well, that went, that happened, and then you had the match with um, Imperium had a little segment. They did their thing, and then you had Orny Larkin, and um, I can't ever think of his partner. Danny name. Birch. Thank you. They basically are like, you know, the next people up to get the titles or Thank try God. to get the titles from Imperium. So... They basically, you know, made their point. They made their stance, and they're going after those titles. Um, and then you have Riddle and Thatcher's match. Easily the highlight of the night, best match of the night. It was brutal. It was fun. It was just, I was like, oh, this is why we watch NXT. It was so good. If you haven't watched the match, you don't even have to watch anything else that has to do with NXT. Just watch that match. Because it was worth it, and it was just so good. It was so good. So as far as I'm concerned, NXT was very, very good. I loved NXT from start to finish. I actually watched it from beginning to end. And I usually don't watch NXT. And it's not because I don't like it. I just to give myself an extra break from wrestling. I just don't watch it. So I enjoyed NXT. I'm going to watch it again next week. But that's what happened with wrestling that we watched this week. So we're going to try and get some news in before they fall asleep on me. <laughs> no, I'm awake. I'm on my laptop because Nasty nasty Girl has that, like, 60% sale on. So I'm oh, son be, of a bitch. Girl, yeah, you better hop on here. So I'm going to be up for a very long time. All right. So what I did mention with SmackDown, we got some wrestling news. So I'm going to tell you guys the news that I found. Matt Riddle was expected to... <laughs> Matt Riddle is expected to be on SmackDown. That's not expectation. That's facts. Matt Riddle has joined 
the the SmackDown brand. He is now a SmackDown superstar, and they made a whole little rigmarole about him on Friday Night SmackDown. But even rigmarole. What? (laughs) They had Kurt Angle introducing him and basically narrating his ascension to SmackDown. And I was like, okay, it's different. The next rumor that I heard about call-ups is Dijakovic. Now, Nicole did mention this in our group chat once before, but I have heard that rumor now within the last couple of days at least five times. Dijakovic (laughs) is being moved to Monday Night Raw. He's going to be a Raw superstar. So um, they're expected to announce him as a Raw superstar this coming Monday. So he's supposed to be moving up. Drew Gulak has allegedly, so we'll say allegedly because we have to, but we know that it's true. He's he's signed back with WWE. Now, previously we did speak about Drew and we did um, say that Drew had a contract with WWE. We were aware that he was um, he had an agent that was helping to negotiate his contract. Things got a little fishy when they WWE pulled their initial offer off the table, and Drew was you know removed from TV, and also he was moved to the alumni section on the WWE website. That has since been changed. He's been put back into the active roster for WWE. And now he's expected to be back on SmackDown very soon within the next couple of tapings. So Drew Gulak's coming back. I hope everybody's happy about that. (laughs) Vince McMahon and his court filings with the XFL. So apparently... There was a rumor floating out there that Vince McMahon was trying to buy back the XFL. Vince McMahon has <laughs> has since come out and said, "No, that's not true." In yeah, court, he said that I am not trying to buy back the XFL. I won't buy back the XFL. He said that he had no intentions of buying back the XFL. That it went bankrupt, and although it was successful for its time, he feels like it's time for him to focus on other things. Now, do you guys think he's going to buy back the XFL or eventually oh, have something to do with it? He's a damn liar. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. He's buying that shit back. He missed he, that bullshit, Vince. He's just trying to save face. Like, he's going to fucking buy it. Well, you know shit. what? He's not going to buy it, but Shane will buy it. He might. If I was him, I would. It was successful, and it was good. There, I honestly, I enjoyed watching it, and I like the rules they had set in place. I thought it was fun, and it was different, and it it gave you a little nice reprieve from regular football, and it wasn't as overly done as football was. Like it, it just gave you a nice alternative to football. So even if they do buy it back, I wouldn't be mad about that long as it gets back up and those guys get their jobs back because those football players, they were good. And even though they weren't, they weren't getting picked up in the NFL, they were playing good football in the XFL. And it was better than arena football. 
So, shit. Arena football is just another just a steam empire pile of fucking garbage. <laughs> it was um, better than I, that, and it was better than Canadian football. As soon, before I even read the article, and I did read it, and I, I was hearing rumblings of this early last week, I said, he's buying that bag. If he's not buying it himself, one of the kids are going to buy it. I wouldn't mind it. What do you think, Alexis? I think he'll have, I think he will to save face. He'll have Shane or he'll have Stephanie buy it or he'll have someone that he does business with buy it for him. Oh, they say he's going to buy it back. I think he'll buy it. I think it'll somehow get back into his hands at some point. I don't know how, but he'll find a way. He always does. All right. So we're going to move on. <clears throat> in other Vince news, he made a mention to um someone that he waited so long to use developmental talents as fans in the crowd at WWE TV tapings because he felt like it made the company look bad to have so many people seated inside the closed set performance center during a pandemic, which is what we thought was the initial issue with them not having people in there in the first place. So, like we said, people were already criticizing him for wrestling during the pandemic or having wrestlers wrestle during the pandemic. So, I figured it was something along those lines. And that's the way that it is. What do you guys think? I really... I thought they were just doing like that for safe for safety. I'm That's really just, basically what he said. Honestly, I'm just over this whole fucking like coronavirus thing because if he's starting to bitch about it now, because here's the way I see about it. We either get wrestling with the people who are supposed to be there and no fans, or Vince could have just said, you know what, we're just going to take a, or somebody could have been like, you know what, we're just going to take a break for a while. Like, they tried it worth a couple weeks without the fans. He didn't like it. Because apparently, he likes it, or else he would have probably been like, no, we're just going to keep doing what we did before and just rerun parts of old shows. So, you know, I'm not siding with Vince in this case, but, like, wrestling fans would bitch no matter what. True. So... Uh, that's my feeling on it. No matter what WWE's call would have been, someone would have been pissed off and ranting on it on Twitter. I agree. Yeah. What do you think, Nicole? Um, I agree. I think people were going to be mad anyways. People people were mad about the fucking Pepsi plexiglass, uh, which I think was a very smart idea, especially once they start getting live crowds back, which I think it's going to be um, I think we're going to start getting them in a small capacity by the end of the month. Yeah. As long as knock on wood, you mm-hmm. know, worse, um, anything else happens. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to get some, again, we're going to get some type of crowd again. So I think that's a smart way to do it. Um, honestly, I don't care. 
Um, I'm just happy that they were entertaining us during this time. Like, like, what am I nitpicking for? Like, well, like, what do you care? I agree. Well, all right. So we're going to move on to lighter news. Randy Orton bought a jet. He bought a plane. Good for him. (laughs) Posted it on social media. I was like, oh, shit. Randy got a plane. Good for you. Good good for him. So when he takes that Saudi blood money, he'll be able to get out of there. Come on, Alexis! (laughs) Randy, make sure you let other people on the flight with you. Yeah. Yeah, because Black Lives Matter, man. They matter. (laughs) Said it. We are making fun of you, um, Randy, but shout out to you for having growth. Um, yeah. Talk to some of your okay. friends on the roster. Can we just pump the brakes real quick? If we're giving Paige probation, what are we giving Randy? Because I know we take Randy a full. Randy's also like, on probation. Randy's on probation because Paige okay. didn't say the N word. He said the N word. Yeah. So. Randy's on probation. I respect nope. that man for that. But like again, he he said something that I wasn't expecting him to say. Because he was an all lives matter dude at one point too. Take note, Jericho. Facts. No, my final word to Jericho is if my mom can pull a one eighty in the span of two of two years and understand why I do what I do and what I stand up for what I stand up for you can too pull your head out of your ass and for god's sakes hit the fucking gym and start wearing suits that fit you just call Jimmy Havoc he's there oh use my his god. tailor that fucking suit oh my god that suit's like a turn no on. I feel like oh this god. is on purpose cause Jericho's way too rich for all that <laughs> But even when he goes to events outside of, like, work and stuff, he always looks like a drunk dad. Like, he just, like, he's not trying. It, you know what? Like, if Jericho, and I was thinking about this, and I, I was talking to some people about this. I said, if Jericho went out his last time in WWE, when he, he became, like, a Grand Slam champion, he had, like, almost every single belt that company had at that point. If he went out on top like that, because I don't know what the fuck happened between him not working in the WWE anymore and then him getting signed to AEW, I'm like, wait, what the fuck happened? Like, Jericho's never been buff, but my God, you look back at what he looked like in WWE compared to now, and he looked at least in shape, and he looked a lot younger, too. Like, someone needs to tell him that long hair is making him look older. Like, 20 years of fandom down the fucking drain because you're a fucking asshole. Fuck you, Jericho. Like, seriously. Well, on that note, Deanna Perazzo is in TNA. She is a virtuoso. Good for her. 
Jennifer Rosso's back on TV. Now she's in TNA and she's a character. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Deanna. And I'm glad she's she's where she wants to be and she's able to work because not all superstars who got released from WWE can say they can work right now. So good for Deanna. Good luck. Wish you well, love. Yay. Fight Tessa again. <laughs> but, all right. So, she's the one that bit her? Or no, she's the one that like bitch fought her, right? Like, it's yeah. yeah. Oh, I knew there's. Oh, that's why I love her. Okay, do it again when you see her. Just like slap the shit out of her. Well, Tessa just missed out on another row of tapings for TNA. They need um, to strip her of that fucking belt. There's no problem anymore. I don't know why they ain't stripped her yet, but she's going to miss out on another two weeks of tapings, they say. So Take the belt off of her. Karma was really a bitch, do. if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's all her fault for this COVID shit. I blame come Tessa. on! <laughs> okay, so Dark Side of the Ring... Because has become Vice TV's highest rating TV series ever with its season two of Dark Side of the Ring. They had the highest ratings of their entire network. So everything they have from expensivist to everything, everything that they show on that, that network, even the stuff with like the racial stuff, it doesn't matter. Dark Side of the Ring beat them all. It's the highest rated TV show on the network. Well, so how do you guys feel about it? Um, also, I think people really sleep on Vice TV. Yeah. I enjoy that. I enjoy that channel, Upper Ground. Um, they are honestly the only, like, news that I watch on a television that yeah. I trust. Yeah, they're very honest. Yes, they're very honest, amazing journalism. Um, Their original shows, again, most expensive is, I think it's hilarious. Yes. Um, Fuck Stats Delicious with Action Bronson. Oh, I love Action Bronson. I do too, and once I get my stuff started, I'm going to slide into his DMs because he's a chef, and he's also a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. 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 So I was going to try to try to see if he would, I don't know, like do a collab or, or do something. So I am going to make try to make that angle eventually. But yeah, just like all around, it's a cool fucking station. Actually, I'm going to watch Vice now. I'm not trying to watch the fucking <laughs> go to. I love Vice how, because of how real they are. And when shit happened, like the pandemic... They went to Ground Zero in Italy and were walking around and were um, risking their lives to tell the truth. Um, when this stuff happened in Charlottesville, they had already had a um, documentary on the white supremacists and the alt-right already started. And then, you know, Charlottesville happened. I love Vice. I've always liked Vice. And they always have very gripping documentaries. They've got good, funny shows. They used to have Jesus and Mero on there, but they moved to Showtime, you know, because they wanted the money. But um, T- <laughs> 2 Chainz show, Expensivist, is funny. I love it. But congratulations to Dark Side of the Ring. It's a very, very good show. Usually, they're very neutral in how they tell their stories. 
The only one they weren't neutral on was Owen Hart, but for the most part, they're very, very neutral in how they tell their stories, and I can appreciate that because you need to hear the story from all sides and not just one side. And when you do that, you can make it in, you know, a logical decision of what of what happened, including what you remember from the story. Plus, we get to hear the truth about some of our favorite guys. And even if they're bad or good or right or wrong, we hear the truth. So that's that's the good thing. We finally get to clear up bad rumors or anything that was so. That's one thing I love about Dark Side of the Ring. What do you think, Alexis, about Dark Side of the Ring? I love it just because they don't sugarcoat anything. Um, I was really it, it take it usually takes me real hard, especially a documentary show, to get hooked on by like the first episode. But like, I think I remember telling you guys like, oh my god, you have to fucking watch this show. It's like awesome, and they were t- it was the first episode. They held no no holds bar. Um, they talked about the death of Bruiser Brody. Yeah. That was big for a first episode. And, you know, it was just crazy. And I think they handle it very well. And in the cases where people kind of expose themselves, they did it. Like, they didn't do anything. It was the pe- people who did the exposing of themselves did it to themselves. They were just, you know, filming it. I really like the show, and um, I hope we get a season three because I love seeing like the shady shit that went on, and like they did some big stuff for their second season already, like Benoit and Owen and um, fucking Jimmy Snuka, and I mean wrestling's got all these dark little dirty secrets, and it's just cool watching them play out. I think I'm going to watch Dark Side of the Ring before I go to bed tonight. I need you to do one. Like, if you're listening, Dark Side of the Ring, I need you to do one on Hulk Hogan. And I don't mean, like, you know, like, don't you don't have to include him. Just, like, do something with him. Like, I need to find out why there isn't a union. I know Alexis already told me, but I need to know in depth what he did, like, verbatim. I need to know. So I can have a real reason to, to actually hate him outside of his racist bullshit. Ooh, Terry? Yeah. Oh, I can give you a list of shit. Like, <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, seriously, Dark Side of the Ring, if you are listening, um, if you don't want to put... Thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for people. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) Anyway, so make sure you guys stick with us at Down for the Count, and we're going to continue on with our show. Nasty ass Jim Cornette on your show. I mean, I'm not a total 10, but I'm at least a 7 when I put makeup on. Give me a call. Yeah, Alexis. Alexis. (laughs) My friend's on TV. She's on TV. (laughs) 
be like, oh, how do you know more about Jim Cornette? Oh, simple. I don't have my head shoved up my own ass and smelling my own shit. <laughs> yeah. They're just putting Nicole on the next one and just let her have a show. Like, she can do your after show better than the guy who does it because he sucks ass. Let Nicole do the after show. She can cook up some shit. You guys can have some brownies and stuff. Leave it right into, right into your weed smoking show, man. Right into that weed cooking show you guys have. I got you set up. You had him rated as high as fuck. I'm telling you. Put him on there. would just be her sitting there going, he ain't shit. He wasn't shit. <laughs> fuck him. This motherfucker wasn't shit. Like, I just... <laughs> and then, like, they mentioned somebody she likes, and she goes, oh, he was nice, but the other people are full of shit. Like, I could just... <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's no shade to Nicole, but I could just, like, she'd be, like, like, cause you do see some people on there, they're trying to sugarcoat it or whatever, but like, if they ever had a reunion show and Nicole was hosting it and who was it? The one, that one asshole with the whole Dr. D thing. And he oh, was on yeah. there. The, I the did fucking, not like him. The fucking, um, the washed, the, no, the fucking washed up wrestler oh. that had me agreeing with, uh, Jim Cornette of all fucking people. And Nicole, Nicole, I'm sorry. I just seen Nicole sitting there looking at him like, you are the biggest, whiniest piece of shit. You know that? Like, <laughs> telling him. And I was just be sitting there like, hell yeah. That's my friend right there. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll end you. She'll end you with a smile. That's even Pretty worse. <laughs> <laughs> pay-per-view status. I'd pay to watch that. Well, congratulations to you, Dark Side of the Ring. I, I have no doubt you'll get a season three. I'm very curious as to what you can do. You have endless possibilities. You can do the downfall of WCW. That'd be a good one. Oh, yeah. You can do all of that. You know, or like how Shane came to buy WCW and how that came about. Find something to do, man. But there's, you got plenty of material to work with, so there's, get done. There's so much shady shit that they can find. It's like they've done the big stories, but like what I like hearing about, like excuse me, especially about the um the Doctor D thing, because he was yeah. way before my time, and I knew I knew a little bit of what was going on, but I didn't know the full story. So I was like really intrigued with learning about it. And then when I did, I was like, they set this motherfucker up. Like he, yep. he was, cause I went back and watched it again. Cause a lot of these times you go back cause you, you want to watch it again. Cause it's so good. And you catch like little things you didn't notice at first. And um, I was like, they set his ass up. And then I heard that stupid fucking has-been wannabe say that line that pissed Nicole off. And I was like, man, I just want to knock you the fuck out right now. Like, <laughs> you're a piece of shit. Oh, God. And Nicole's tweet that will live on in infamy. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to that. <laughs> the one where, you know, with Dr. D and he's just like, oh, you know how, like, Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
that douchebag. Jesus Christ. I will never forget that. I bookmarked that because I was like, I'm never going to, I'd never want to forget this. <laughs> I thought that was, that was definitely one of your most epic, epic comebacks. Our girl, Nicole, read you for Phil. And she'll do it with a smile using her customer service voice. <laughs> Okay, so rumor has it Seth Rollins teasing another addition to his stable. So apparently he was having an interview and they were talking and they said, you just added um, Austin Theory to your stable. Do you plan on adding someone else? And he says, there's someone that I've always had my eye on. I'm always looking and scouting. So I guess you'll just have to wait and see. So... If he does decide to add someone else to his stable, who do you think it is? Okay. So if I had to do my fantasy booker hat here, mm-hmm. I would say because Seth, Seth, well, Seth can work with people, but they have to be the people who can bring out the best in Seth. Right. Or will at least take Seth to the mile. So what I say is I think he should have a feud with Alistair and try to get Alistair to come over to like the dark side. And I don't say Alistair gets there, but I think that would actually be a really good like storyline for a while if done properly where it's like the last match is like if you lose you have to join. Well, and he kind of does per- have a few with Alistair right now. See? <laughs> <laughs> That's already right himself. And then at the end it's uh the person who does come out or the person who is in charge of it comes out because like I kind of like how they're doing because they took they're taking names people know but it's not like super big names and putting them with Seth. Yeah. So, so it's their best guys that are going with Seth right now. Right. So I think I don't know for just because the roster is so small right now, I really can't say anybody. But I think him having a feud with Alistair would actually be pretty cool and then they can bring in the third person. Well, what do you think, Nicole? Who do you think his third stable mate should be? I feel like, I kind of feel like it should be a girl. Loki, my, honestly, I feel like it should be Dominic Dijakovic. Mm. Mm. Because yeah. it'd be a good way to introduce him. And if you think about it, all the people that he has are like young guys so yeah. far. So I feel, or like people who are coming up in the business. So I feel like this is a good way for him to like prepare and usher in like the new generation, quote unquote. I think that's a good idea to put Dajakovic in there. I like Dajakovic, but he, he does lack personality. Mm-hmm. So putting him with Rollins could work because Rollins has such a big personality. It would kind of help him along a little bit. However, I agree with the first part. I think it should be a woman, and it should be Liv. 
Yeah. Mm. I think it should be Liv. I have just one problem with that. Why? As aesthetically pleasing as that would be to me to have Liv run with that, she just got out of being a group in a group. Well, not just, but she was in the riot squad for a really long time. Mm-hmm. She came back to much fanfare. She's beat. She beat Ruby because like Ruby would just shit talk, but Liv would win. So to me, it would make no sense putting her back into another group, especially if she's not going to be the main focus. Because what I just because I don't want anyone to get buried. Or at least, like, are you, you know, ignored or pushed to the side? And I would just be like, so they just put Liv with another group again. It's just it's just too soon for that, to, to me at least. That's just how I feel. I think she should be the one, because when you think about Liv's character right now, she has absolutely no direction. None. There's no rhyme or reason to what Liv's doing with these vignettes, or how she answers questions when she's, you know, when they ask her, like, you know, where where do you see you're heading next? And you're like, she's like, I don't know. I don't even know who I am yet. So I think I'm going to figure that out first. And it's like, when you think about Seth Rollins' character, he's supposed to be the messiah, the guy who has all the know-how to lead. So why wouldn't Liv fit? I get where you're coming from. But you have to think about it not from the perspective of like, well, they're snatching her out of the spotlight because that's not necessarily the case because they are a faction. She would still be coveted. She's the only girl in that faction. So she's going to be a focal point whether you want her to be or not. And then on top of that, when she wrestles, she'll probably have one of them in her corner all the time. Hmm. I actually I like that a little bit better, honestly. Hmm. I think it should be Liv, because you've got you've got a character with her where she just she comes across like she hasn't figured out where she wants to go and what she wants to do yet. So use what you already built. You did that with like Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy's always when you look at Buddy Murphy's character right now. He's always looking to Rollins to figure out what's his next move, what's he supposed to do, how he's supposed to do everything. Liv's already there. She's gullible. She's susceptible. If you have a guy like Rollins' character perpetuating this, I am the, I'm the guy who can get you where you need to be. I can lead you to your promised land. That's his stick. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got Liv wandering around in the corner trying to figure out where she wants to go and what she wants to do. It's like leading the lamb to the slaughterhouse. She needs to be the one. Mm. We'll see how it works out. So, we got a couple more and then I'll let you guys go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) The SmackDown lead writer, Chris DeJoseph, was released just days after his promotion. At least that's what they say. So I'm going to pull up the article so I can be as accurate as possible. Wait, they fired him after getting giving him a promotion? That is what they say, love. That's weird. 
So, according to Heal by Nature, it says Mr. DeJoseph had a um, sudden departure from the SmackDown writing team. Now, this is courtesy of Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer, so take that. Um, It says that he received a promotion over the last week and was working as the lead writer and producer for the SmackDown brand. The specific details of his release and promotion have yet to be revealed, but he worked for WWE back in 2004 to 2010, and he was just rehired in December on 2019 after working with Major League Wrestling as a co-executive producer for one month. He also served as a co-executive producer for Lucha Underground and was a driving force behind the company. And he was a, a writer and producer for several reality shows for CBS's Big Brother, Fox's Hotel Paradise, American Grit, and Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars. So they haven't released why he was fired or why he even got a promotion the week prior. They just said he was officially released. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? Something ain't right. I don't believe it. Especially if you said it came from Meltzer. Nah. What do you think, Nicole? I was like, I couldn't. So the weird thing is I couldn't put name to face for some reason because I looked more at his face when I saw the article than his name. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I know I know that name. But I was like, who is this guy? And (laughs) it was throwing me off. Um, I think the whole I, I think it's weird. I kind of want to hear, see, wait and see what more might come out, to be quite honest. can understand that. Because I feel, I, I think, I don't know. I think it's kind of weird. Uh, Victor Joseph has done a lot in the wrestling community. It's, it's not going to be hard for him to find another job. Um, I honestly, it's just furlough. It's just COVID cut still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is just going um, along, and I don't know if we had this in docket as well, but I read an article about how a lot of, like, the referee, um, certain um, referees and a couple other positions also have temporary pay cuts. Yeah, I was getting to that. So I think this just goes into all of those. Um. They'll probably ask him back. Honestly, I would ask him back. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have gotten rid of him, to be quite honest, because I feel like um, he's done so much in wrestling. I feel like he has a great mind for it. So yeah. I would have tried to keep him, honestly, and I would have got rid of someone else who wasn't really doing shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they got rid of him. It was... my house. It would seem like they got rid of him for something else. I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't starting. know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I need to learn. I need to see more about this. Hmm. Yeah. That's one of those things where, you know, we'll see how it plays out or if it's just like a one-time thing and anybody ever mentions it again. Right. I need some more information. <laughs> 
All right, we only got two more topics left, folks. I promise. So, I told y'all to be up. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to get on asking y'all. <laughs> Some of us have a little human alarm clock that likes to get up at 7.30 in the morning. Oh, right. That's where I'm you trying to tell, tell Harley to take her butt back to bed. <laughs> it feels horrible, but if she wakes me up anytime before 8.30, I give her my phone while she comes in the room. And then I'm like, Harley, do you want mommy's phone? She goes, yeah, so I'll turn on kids' YouTube. And I'm like, here, and I'll fall back asleep. Aww. <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but she'll, she's just like, I'm like, are you hungry? She goes, no. Uh, did you go to the bathroom? She goes, yeah. I said, all right, get up here and watch mommy's phone. Give me at least 30 minutes. And she'll she'll still wake me up. She'll go, mommy, look at this funny video. And I'm like, Harley, mommy's trying to get some sleep. Can you sleep? Uh, <laughs> Not all the time, but there's time. Like there's days in the morning I just don't want to wake up. But 7:30, I'm the fucking dot every goddamn day. Oh baby. Mm. Only two more, I promise. So we've got one article about abandoning a move, and two more articles after that. Okay. So the WWE. Spoiler alert. She's so rude. <laughs> The WWE banned the buckle bomb from in-ring action. So, yeah, the Kyrie bus- almost got killed again from it this week. Yeah, and Seth Rollins used it um, against Sting once, and uh, I believe it was Seth Rollins. They said it was Seth Rollins. Um, and Sting got injured, so they've decided to ban it. Well, it's the same damn move he did to Sting, and this is no ill will toward toward Seth because I don't think he did it on purpose twice. Of course but not. He did it to he did it to Sting. Sting retired afterwards because he got jacked up from it. Yeah. And he did it to Finn for the Universal Title, and that's why Finn had like the belt for not even 24 hours, and he had to give it up because of his shoulder injury. Yeah. And then Nia did it to Kyrie twice and now Kyrie's out with a fucking concussion mm. I read it was a concussion but there's been like different reports one says concussion the other one says injury so I don't know what that means like no, no, no one can agree on what this woman has um I'm fine with them then if people keep getting injured they gotta protect their superstars. So I like the move. I didn't think it was that bad, but if it is, then I don't blame them for banning it. Do what you gotta do. What do you think, Nicole? Um, I mean, I'm in the same boat. Like, I don't. I mean, it's just kind of like whatever. These boots are ugly. I don't want them. <laughs> um, it's just kind of, it, it's whatever. I do like the buckle bomb. Um, I mean, Naya, girl, get it together so people can't be talking about you. Mm. It's funny how you were just talking about, you know, dogging out Ronda Rousey. And every time somebody turn around, especially when you come to Kyrie saying, Tiny little girl looks 
I mean, how do we know Naya's not in the back talking shit about how Kyrie looks, too? I ain't got nothing to do with that. We're going to move on. We almost finished. So now we get to move on to Agent Chaos, CM Punk. And CM Punk laughed at the WWE SmackDown Jeff Hardy arrest and responds to it with, if that makes him want to return, then so be it. And also to piggyback off of that, Rebby Hardy and Matt Hardy both. Basically, Matt Hardy alluded to it. Rebby Hardy made fun of it. Um, basically, Matt Hardy tweeted out, I'm glad I work with AEW, and yada, yada, yada. And Rebby Hardy just basically was like, throws a chair at the TV. Before I put it to you two, I want to make something very clear. Jeff Hardy is in a position in WWE where he can very well agree or disagree on a storyline that he does not feel comfortable doing. So, it's not like he's a rookie. He's not a Bianca Belair. He's not like Dajakovic or Matt Riddle, where he really has to pretty much earn his respect. He already has it. He's already put in the time and the body work and everything, okay? So, with all that being said, if he had a problem with the storyline that was being pushed forward, he could have easily said, no, I'm not doing this, but he chose to go ahead with it anyway. So... If you got a problem, then you need to be mad at Jeff and WWE because he went forward with the narrative. He didn't have to. So as far as Rebby Hardy is concerned, go finish sucking Matt's dick and shut the fuck up. Um, Matt Hardy, you need to chill the fuck out because even though you're in AEW, I went back and watched, you know, some of your shit and, well, sorry. <laughs> I mean, when you trying to levitate in the middle of a <laughs> arena, that shit doesn't go off right. How can you make fun of what's happening with your brother in WWE? One isn't better than the other. At least theirs was executed with some polished. At least it was flawless. Your that shit just segment, looked like that segment was low key trash though. Just saying. I just. I just have this. Um, okay. I don't think it's cool what they did. Um, but I think it's very distasteful. But if Jeff is giving them okay, then do it. Because he's they've used his um, addiction issues beforehand in the past. And CM Punk, CM Punk needed to shut the fuck up because it was a storyline with him. And he, was the one, and he was the one antagonizing Jeff. Facts. And you know what? Honestly, CM Punk can just shut the fuck up. Like, if anyone sees him in Chicago, just, like, pulling out of tape and run him over with a horse, I'd really no. appreciate it. He's a fucking hero in Chicago. They ain't gonna do They work to the fucking ground. They think he's a god. I have not drinking enough water today. Um, I wonder I feel like shit. Um, also, Chicago, what's up with the horses? Okay. (laughs) Okay, so I figured it out. And this just tells you how shit can get crazy on social media. I was told that people have horses in Chicago. But then I didn't get an explanation of why they have horses. 
Okay, I don't know why, but like I know some of the cops ride horses. Now the original video, if y'all haven't seen it, it was this dude riding through Chicago, and what originally was said was he stole a cop, uh, a police officer's horse. No, I'm not talking about police officers. Like actual like people who live in Chicago have horses for some reason. Uh-oh. I, I don't know about that because I, I think that I no one could explain to me why we don't they have the horse no they got rid of it in Cleveland right what did you say the horse um horses in Cleveland they yeah, did yeah. have them in Akron but they traded them in for ATVs and we have Mountain Patrol here yeah they they changed those to ATVs in Akron. Um, Toledo is poor as fuck. We don't have it. They do have it in Columbus. We uh, have it here too. Yeah. During Pride. Mhm. We have it because we had the we had the horses here when LeBron won the championship with um the Cavaliers, and they had to use them to keep the crowds inside the gates because they were everywhere. So we have the mounted police here. They're not like. They're not as prevalent, but we have them. There's a whole force of them, though. That fucking horse, I don't care, that shit's funny. That <laughs> and that video of that guy dressed up as Batman walking through, like, the tear gas. What? Yeah, I've seen that. It's oh just my God, walking through tear gas looking like fucking Batman. You gotta be kidding me. Nope. Oh my God. All right, final topic. It's The Undertaker. So, The Undertaker felt like he did not give Roman Reigns a proper last match at WrestleMania. So, you guys remember he was supposed to retire, or at least he made it appear as though he was going to retire? Well... Oh, she's so disinterested. He basically said he felt bad because he had such an issue with his hip at the time that he couldn't give Roman the match he deserved or the proper passing of the torch that he deserved because he was so injured. Really? That's what he said. His words. I didn't watch the doc. I read this article and I was like, huh. Okay. But then you came back and wrestled again. So how are you giving him a passing of the torch in your wrestling? I'm just going to ask that. He needs to go home and stay home. I'm tired of him. Yeah. Like, you that's the lamest excuse ever. Like you, you did the passing of the torch. He beat you. You put your hat, your gloves, your whole shit in the ring. Yeah. And I thought that was it. Right. Like we all thought that was it. We're just yeah. like, whatever. Yeah. I know I'm interrupting you, but I just thought about this. Someone. I saw this post um, on Facebook, and someone was like, those Undertaker All Lives Matter shirt are going to hit different next week. Oh, shit. 
That's not fucking funny, but it is. It is, but it isn't. But I'm still gonna laugh. So yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck Undertaker. Fuck his little bitch ass fucking wife and their guns. Fuck them. Yeah. Oh, fuck Michelle and her shopping at Hobby Lobby for her live life. La- what is it? Live, laugh, love bullshit. She probably has all over her fucking kitchen. Can y'all Ooh, set those shit. on fire if y'all want to set shit on fire? Yes. Oh, God. Y'all all worried about the wrong... If you rioters want to riot, you gotta all come together and riot shit that makes sense. Burn down the Hobby Lobbies. Yeah, Hobby Lobby don't give a fuck about... Yeah, literally go look up all of the corporations and the companies that treated their employees like shit during coronavirus and just set that on fucking fire. I am not Mm going to be able to put this in here. No, you don't have to put this in here. I don't care. (laughs) But honestly, that's what really people should if you're really, that's why I said if you're in a shot, take the nerve to set some shit on fire, do the research. When people were crying about Target, I said Target didn't even provide their employees with fucking masks. Mm-hmm. The and CEO came out and hours. said, you, "Burn all he, those Targets down. Fuck Target." The CEO said, "Y'all can." He said, "We can rebuild." He don't he give said, a we damn. We can rebuild. He said, "People really don't give a fucking damn. Burn that shit down. They don't care about insurance money." And people <laughs> are crying about small businesses. This is gonna sound real fucked up. They had that small business um, bailout. Yeah. Because, you know, Target's just the ultimate small business. There's not, like, two no, stores like and a pit on radius. I do here. feel bad, and I and it is unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, they have all of these small business grants that you can get in two seconds. And they were also giving out during coronavirus. And I think yeah. they're going to make it even easier for you to access that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people that didn't want... even have businesses was lying on the forms and was getting them that money immediately. Exactly. They ain't paying attention too hard to that. So that's why I was like, eh, they'll be fine. I mean, it's unfortunate. I don't like it. And I do feel bad for those folks. But at the same time, um, they can get money to to fix that. Right. Well, that's all we got. We ain't got no more. So as I said, that's all we got. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count. We are so excited to keep on keeping on with this show. We love doing the show and I hope you guys enjoy it too. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media accounts, which I know you've heard in here because I keep putting them in here. But you can follow us on Instagram at D4TC underscore podcast. And of course, on Twitter at Down for the Count 19. You can follow us there. If you have some episode suggestions, If you're listening to us on Anchor, thank you. You can always send us a voice message on Anchor. Or if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, if you've used our RSS code or any other place that plays our podcast, you can always send us a message through our Instagram or our Twitter if you want a specific episode or you want us to talk about a specific topic. We're open to suggestions and critiques, but we like constructive criticism 
Don't come at us crazy because we will come back at you crazy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. Don't forget to look out for this week's episode and I will see you guys next time.